Welcome to the new healthcare economy where everyone wins for a change. Employers, consumers, primary care physicians, outcomes, shareholders, even our communities all win with costs dropping 20 to 60%. This unstoppable direct contracting movement bypasses the big middles with their crooked game boards, devious rule book, rigged dice, and purchased referees. I'm Rob Barshop, and I'm glad you're here. So are DPC savings meaningful to a company? Well, let's take a case study in Walmart, which is the largest employer that's actually dabbled in direct contracting with Centers of Excellence. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But with over 1.6 million U.S. employers, they're our largest employer in the country that's private or public. Of course, the federal government's probably larger. But let's go ahead and have some fun. Let's assume that Walmart spends roughly 10000 per employee on healthcare, which is right in the middle of what the average company spends on singles and on families. So that's a $200 billion spend if 10000 is right. And there are nine tricks or tactics, we'll call them, that employers are currently using to reduce healthcare costs by 20 to 60% in this direct care space we talk about so much, which includes, of course, DPC, wholesale medications, direct surgery, direct imaging, direct pay specialists, labs, I'll take cash, specialists, I'll take cash, uh, so that's the direct pay, navigating employees to preferred networks is another tactic, and then adjudicate the claims because some things like labor and delivery still have to happen in hospitals, 97% of the time, in fact, and most routinely will overbill for non-existent complications, for example, and overcoding is sort of standard operating procedure for these bigs. It's you could call it fraudulent, but it's just the way they play the game. Okay, so offering free healthcare is the ultimate tactic. Now, these nine tactics, we're going to add one more on there, and it's measuring how did you do at the end of the year so compared to the year before. To measure a few of these internal claims that I'm making to, to verify them is that claims are going to drop 20 to 60%. Well, that's measurable year over year, cash on cash. So here's what I would measure. I would measure internal net promoter score, which is going to be an engagement measure because they say, what, 30 to 40% of our employees have resigned on site, the quiet resignation. Outcomes, especially ER and hospital frequency and stay length, because the claims that the Society of Actuaries did in 2020, the study says that ER drops 53.6% in claims. And there's 25% lower admissions in hospitals, both in stays and number of admissions. So those are some other big claims. If you want to get fancy, you can measure things like drops in absenteeism. And that's not hard to measure. Drops in workers' comp premium. That's not hard to measure. And turnover. And that also is not hard to measure. Because what happened to Rosen Hotels when they added a direct plan, the 14% turnover they have now measures against 85% in their industry when they started 20 years ago. Walmart had 70% turnover in their retail workforce in America, and that number has dropped to 40% since last year they started offering free college. Day one, part-time, full-time. And the money, the half a billion that came to pay for that new plan came from a billion in savings they created by centers of excellence, meaning 
if you're really sick, you're going to go to Mayo, you're going to go to Cleveland Clinic, you're going to go to MD Anderson, you're going to go to the best hospitals where they are very efficient and they're very smart about extending life or adding to life, quality of life, but no more going to amateur hour. And Amazon with 185 distribution centers versus 190 Walmart globally is really the big threat. And Amazon, by the way, has just bought one medical, which is a direct primary care leader. They're in the top seven in the country. So step three would be to offer free healthcare to all Walmart employees a day one with the savings they would create instead of drop it to their bottom line. So their stockholders are going to be happy. Their shareholders are going to be happy. Their board of directors are going to be happy when their turnover drops to single digits potentially by offering free healthcare because who wants to leave free healthcare? My company has experienced it personally. I gave you the Rosen Hotels example. Nobody wants to leave free. It's the most powerful word in the English language. Okay, and then the, again, the last step I said is track your turnover engagement, your internal net promoter score, your absenteeism, your workers' comp drops, which are soft costs and hard costs combined. But look at all that, and the savings are way beyond one-to-one -one cost of what it costs to add DPC, to add navigators, to add these different tactics. It's as high as 10 to 1 in a California study and 13 to 1 in an Oregon study by adding some of these tricks and techniques and tactics. So if you've just taken away premiums, copays, and deductibles with free healthcare, you've given your employees a meaningful raise. The stimulus effect on local economies will be profound and continuous, which is a whole separate show. And I have talked about it before, but we're talking about $20 million easily per 1,000 employees. And I remember I said Walmart has 1.6 million. So there's a multiplier effect and all this other stuff we're not going to get into. Okay, I can't wait to introduce you for a second time to a passionate free market capitalist. Leon Wisniewski founded Health Cost Labs, and he just launched Billy, which is a consumer-focused healthcare payment tool like no other. Can't wait to talk about that. And he is really growing his business, but I think this Billy is going to put him over the edge here because every consumer is going to want this that pays cash like me. And there are... Uh, 25 million of us, according to my count on the show. So he has spent 20 years as an actuary and a health cost modeler and a forensic auditor, a Blue Cross and a population health company. And the last show was exactly two years ago next week. And he dished as an insider on all the games these bigs play with our premiums. Today, we're turning the tables because he's going to show us how to level the playing field with this consumer friendly data that can now be in our pocket. Leon, welcome back to the show. Hi, Ron. Good morning. Great to be here. Yeah. Well, let's talk about any comments before we get going. It's been a remarkable two years since I last spoke with you. You know, I, I, I used to think I knew what the problem was. The problem was there was no price transparency and that if we had it, then we wouldn't overpay. And I only showed how incredibly naive I was. The problem is not price transparency. The problem is conflicts of interest. And what I discovered over these past two years is that the intermediaries, brokers, benefit advisors, they don't want to they don't want an educated consumer. They don't want to take money out of healthcare. They these these brokers and benefit advisors want to control how people buy healthcare to increase their own value. And so what Billy is about, Billy is about breaking the relationship between the employee and their employer on how they buy healthcare. I want 
to I want the employees to challenge their HR departments on why are they overpaying for healthcare. And the only way I could ha make that happen is with a mobile app. And welcome, Billy. Billy is beautiful. It shows, let's call it green light, orange light, and red light. The most expensive, the most moderate, and the most affordable in the green categories for, let's just call it any procedure. Now, I only have one difficulty with this. I have to now look up the CPT code for what I'm going to go do. And I would say as a consumer, not a physician, I'm not an expert in CPT codes. Like, I don't know if the scan is a full scan or a partial scan or a well, scan with contrast. I don't know. Thank you, Fred. So, like, I, I don't disagree. This is a barrier. Um, we are going to be trying to bring in some natural language where you can type in some description to retrieve a list of codes. This is just version one. But in the No Surprises Act, which was just, just came out earlier this year, it requires all doctors and hospitals to furnish patients with all billing codes before and after treatment. So even if you don't know which code you need to buy, the doctor or hospital should, should still tell you what you need for that follow-up care. So this is really not a, uh, a legitimate reason to not use Billy. You, you, okay. you have access to the data. It takes a little bit of work, but it can be done. So let's talk about two situations I found myself in in the last few months. Okay, a friend of mine needed total hip replacement in Austin. Help me out. What does that look like now? Because that's not just a procedure. It's a bundled procedure that has three or four different people you're paying. Sure. So so the data under Billy is the hospital machine readable files. It doesn't include the professional cost. So for your friend, they would get the code, which I know to be uh, DRG 470. You type in plug, plug in 470 search, and you'll see all the cash prices in, in the market you're observing and then from there you can either you know choose the lowest cash price or if you want to go to a a, a more different hospital you can see all the different payers and how much they reimburse and maybe you can negotiate or just demand you're not going to pay more than the lowest amount they accept as payment in full so it, okay. it, it's, it's about creating a different conversation She's the HR leader at a company with a thousand people. She didn't have the power to do that because they had an insurance plan that was going to basically dictate through her cost. Let's talk about my situation that happened a few months ago. I went to go get a colonoscopy. And after maybe 12 phone calls, I finally got a price of 1250 in 78209. What does a colonoscopy cost on Billy? Can you look it up? Okay. So the average, the average price for colonoscopy is 3140 um, but if I pan around, I see a fifteen hundred. There's a nineteen hundred. But even if I click on a hospital whose cash price is forty eight hundred uh, at, at a crisis hospital, I can see that Blue Cross of Texas is paying one thousand one hundred ninety six dollars. I feel good about this, and I paid twelve hundred dollars. So you did good. You yeah. did good. So even if the if the state of cash price is still too high, you can do a little bit of digging to see the lowest amount they accept as payment in full. Now, maybe the hospital won't accept that amount. Maybe they'll accept $1,200 like they did for you. So yeah. you still did good. So it's not about winning. It's about not getting ripped off. It's about fairness. I agree. I think that's a fair thing. I don't want the best price. I want the fair price. Right. Right. Yeah. And so this, 
this will create hospital competition. So when a hospital who's intransient on lowering their prices, when they start losing market share, as they do in capitalism, they're going to have to change their tune and be a little more amenable to accepting a lower price. You're right. I, I just had Keith Smith on the show, and before the show, I did some research, and I looked up three different CPT codes for common procedures in Oklahoma City, where he's been for now 20 years. Guess what he's done to pricing in Oklahoma hospitals? He's, he, he's, he's lowered the prices in Oklahoma. Single-handedly, he has lowered prices to his share, what he charges, and they can't get more because, to quote him directly, the market is a cruel taskmaster. Yes. Yes. So it, it just I, I find myself um puzzled or amused when I see people trying to negotiate reimbursement rates with a hospital. It's like, well, you just should you should have chosen a cheaper hospital and then you wouldn't be in the situation where you're fighting with them. Well, I, yeah, what I did is I called a hospital CEO who called his best friend and he said this is the best gastro and where you live and and the guy agreed to do in my work for me. And he couldn't give me a price. So I called the CFO of his large gastroenterology group and he got me 2,500. And I said, let me talk to the CEO because I'll bet taking cash, I would do better than 2,500. And the CEO didn't know what to say. I mean, they didn't literally did not know how to call to talk to a cash paying customer. No idea. Right. Well, I think Billy is going to recalibrate yeah. the conversations in America on what is a reimbursement rate? So I think I, I would hope people do less fighting with hospitals and just choose a cheaper location because once you start taking market share away from hospitals who, who are intransient or have not posted their files, they're going to have to change their tune if they want to stay in business. Well, let's let's talk about this for a second. We probably should have Marshall Allen you know, backing us up on this call, but if ahead of time, not post-billing, but pre-billing, if I can call the hospital, I'm going to get some low-level administrative $12 an hour person who's not going to know how to talk to me, right? right. Who do I speak to at the, at the facility? Let's call it the surgery center, imaging center, or the facility. Who do I talk to to get the best price? Well, I've done this. So I, I, I as part of my homework, I would call a few hospitals to check the the veracity of the data to make sure that it was accurate. <laughs> okay. So I, I would call a few hospitals. Hey, I need to scan. What's it cost? Just to see if what they told me is the same number <laughs> that they reported in their machine readable file. Yeah. And some cases it was way off. Other cases it was lower. Okay. So it, it's still an evolution right now. Okay. So what's the next chess move, Leon? What do you say? Okay. So let's say it is way off. What's your next? Move. Well, if it's way off, you say, well, I'm looking at your machine, and this is what I did. I, I'm looking at your machine readable file, and it says this, which is a lot less than what you just told me. Oh, well, this is what they're telling me, so I, this is what right. my system says, so I can't do anything about it. Yeah. So I hung up, I called a different hospital, and it was lower and then, than the machine readable file, and it was, just still, it was still an attractive price. Then you request a good faith estimate. Once you landed on a hospital and a price you are – think is fair, you request a good faith estimate, which is the amount in writing, so that when post-bill or post-treatment, it protects you from getting overcharged. So there is there is going to be disruption and confusion initially, but once these, once these conversations become more frequent, 
they're going to have a, an employee meeting at these hospitals to say this is how we handle these conversations. So, so I don't, I'm not ignorant to the fact that this is new as it may not be accurate. It's what they posted, and the hospitals have to have a team meeting to to train their staff to make sure that the information is being communicated lines up with their machine readable files. I have a little different strategy when I'm talking to the low level is I say, can you elevate me please to your supervisor? And I just keep asking that question till I get someone who can actually make it a decision. Because if, if I get somebody to go, well, I'm the last line of defense here, I'm going to go, well, so you're the CEO? No, but so you have a boss, right? Yes. That's all. I just want to talk to your boss. So so in version two or three, we have a lot more content to add to Billy. We're going to be adding we're adding in a user feedback. Did the hospital accept the lowest price? Good. Or something like that. So that we can just give person information at up front. This hospital is accepting this price. Okay. Or is not. And then you can just go somewhere else and avoid the phone calls. So this yeah. user feedback is coming in later versions. We just couldn't get it in version one, but it's coming. This is like Waze. Exactly. That's exactly right. Is the traffic action still, is the cop still, you know, radar? <laughs> yes, that's coming. It's coming. I guarantee you it's coming. Oh, nice. I know that this is a pain point and nobody wants to deal with bad data. You know, I, frankly, I mean, you don't want advice. We didn't call for this, but I would say, who did you speak to at the hospital to get that price? I would just ask for that person straight up instead of waste time with a bunch of people that just got trained yesterday. I, I, it, there is an evolution. I don't disagree yeah. down at it, but you need a good faith estimate wherever you go so that after you get treatment, you're not going to get a bad bill because you got that amount in writing before treatment. The playing field is leveling now, Leon, for what you're doing here. This is powerful stuff. What do you think? Who gets impacted the most? I have a theory, but I want to hear what you think. And what does this do to their business? Well, who's impacted the most? It's the hospitals, obviously, who are going to be impacted the most. And then hopefully it's it's the HR departments are going to get employees banging down their door, demanding to know why they're being forced to overpay for health care. Well, they don't think of it because they don't think of their deductible as payment. It's just most people don't understand what a deductible and a copay are. 90% of people can't explain how their health insurance works. So if they have a $10,000, $5,000 deductible, $2,500 deductible, and they go to an MRI and it's $2,500 and it should have been $250, how does the average employee with low intelligence on healthcare know to bang down the door? So, no, I, I, you're right. I mean, there's more edu a lot of education is still needed. I'm trying to create evidence to have a, a different conversation. We're, we're going to need a lot of patient advocates in this space, helping the yeah. uninformed employees, people yeah. to have that different conversation. Yeah. But if that, if in your previous example, a person who just paid 2,500 instead of 250, they can still use Billy to look to see what alternative prices were available and then maybe ask the hospital to rebuild them or, or file a complaint or with the HR department, we're creating a different conversation. A lot more is still needed. This is step one. Yeah. I hope you get a lot of press for this because that's the beginning of consumer education. It wouldn't hurt if you were allied with, uh, is there any national patient advocacy firm? I know there's a three or four associations, but 
are there any big firms that you could associate with that can say, well, we'll assign, you know, Billy Bob in San Antonio to Ron Barshop who needs advocacy? Nobody has reached out to me yet. And I'm open to those conversations, those those partnerships, okay. but nobody has come out to me yet. I'm a small guy. I'm a small guy in Philadelphia, so I don't okay. have I don't have wings to touch San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But you can Google patient rights or patient advocacy, and there's three associations you should immediately become involved with. Yeah, and they should reach out to me. I mean, I have over 100,000 impressions on my LinkedIn post, so I'm sure they know about me. Oh yeah, and, and it's on them to do provide a better service to their workforce, and they should, they should really be reaching out to me. I understand. We don't let ego get in the way when we're small and in Philadelphia, especially. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about your hopes and dreams. What do you think Billy looks like a year from now? I hope Billy is everybody's entry point into healthcare. Hmm. Nobody should be buying healthcare without going through Billy. It's kind of a good RX, isn't it? It's absolutely the good RX. It is the good RX. So nobody should be going to a hospital without going through Billy. Yeah. And 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 we invite every clinician, surgery centers, imaging centers, doctors to give us their cash price fee schedule and we'll load it and we'll put another dot on that map so that people can see your prices and and maybe choose you when they want to shop. Are you familiar with Paula Muto and Uber Docs? I I've heard of her. I I've heard of her. I'm happy to make that introduction. She's got 5000 specialists. You, I'm sure I know you've heard of green imaging because you're using you. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, but we will accept everybody's cash prices for every code. We'll we'll put it in Billy and then you and then they can enter into the free market and either raise their price or lower their price. Yeah. We're not saying we're not saying what's right and what's wrong. Do you know Dutch Rojas? Uh, well, I, I I know of him. I not 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 I don't have a personal relationship with him. I'll be happy to introduce you to you. D Dutch started Santa surgery and they basically, they don't post the prices, but they list the 640 surgery centers that are independently owned, not by hospitals across the country. So they give you access to people that take cash. Right. But they're charging a premium to access their prices. Uh, a little bit. I mean, it's not a big market as you may think. Well, this is about putting the prices out there as, as I yeah. do in health cost labs, my prices to buy the data are right there. Yeah. So, so we we open ourselves up to competition, yeah, and we'll respond accordingly. But it's not we're not about charging a fee to access the prices. It's here it is. So Billy is free. Right now, it's three free searches per month, and then you got to buy a ten dollar a month subscription or one hundred dollars a year. Well, that separates the pros from the amateurs. I'm an amateur because I need what one or two procedures a year. But yeah, so HR, it's free. It's free. Uh, yeah, an HR specialist is going to want you know, way more access. Yeah. And we'll be adding in, we have access, we have data from Mark Cuban's cost plus drugs, yeah. directs and script. So we're going to be bringing in their data soon. So we're going to be adding more content into Billy to make it a, a tool of choice for everybody buying healthcare in America. Yeah. You, there are also nursing navigation firms around the country too, that you need to meet. They have national presence and they serve to take the heat off HR function as navigators to keep people in preferred networks. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, well, so that's two introductions I've got. I owe you. Leon, let's talk about what is the number of people that have this app look like in a year or two or three? What do you think? What's your hopes? Uh, I, I hope 50,000. Okay. Just on day one, we had 30,000 people 
come into the app. They didn't buy a subscription, but they checked out the app. 30,000 people. You know, can I tell you, honestly, I didn't know how to buy a subscription. I would have had I known how. I couldn't find that Well, it's, 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 we're, we're still studying the clicks, but as you – we give you three free detailed clicks. So once you click on the, the payer mix enough times, you'll be prompted for a subscription. We're still studying where to put that subscription request in the funnel. <laughs> it's a little clumsy right now, but we're trying to figure out where to put it more strategically. But yeah. that that's how it works. I would put it right in the middle of the page, bigger than the page. <laughs> just make yeah, it we easy. want to give people free searches because yeah. nobody wants to buy it. Or maybe one day we'll just make it free and charge advertisement like they yeah. do on Facebook. We're still sure. figuring out what to do. Okay. I know. It's not easy. All right. Well, 50,000 from your mouth to God's ears, as they say. I hope so. Yeah. And- what does this do for your other business? Are you still going to be pursuing Health Cost Labs or is this going to be it now? Well, Health Cost Labs is is available to industry analysts. You know, you can still buy the, the data under Billy in bulk because you know Billy's a little clumsy if you want to know the medic the CMS relativity. You know, is twelve hundred dollars for a colonoscopy? Is that a hundred percent of CMS? Is it eighty percent? Is it 140%. So people who are engaged in contract negotiations, Billy will not satisfy their need for different data presentations, which Health Cost Labs can supply. But if Billy takes off and, and, and nobody's buying subscriptions from Health Cost Labs, I'm happy to retire Health Cost Labs because the mission, our mission has always been an informed consumer and, and creating competition. And if Billy is the vehicle to do that, then we can say goodbye to Health Cost Labs. So Health Rosetta is having their Rosetta Fest this week, and I think they are going to be the biggest winners, and the traditional letterhouse brokers are going to be the biggest losers on top of the hospitals because not only do brokers have to promote and transparently present all of their fees they're receiving on these employers that they've been under the tables up to 17 different fees, but the people that are going to replace them they're going to say, let's run all your hip plate. Let's run all your labor and delivery. Let's run it all and compare it to health cost labs or compare it to Billy. And I'll show you where you've been burned. And <laughs> yes. you don't even know it, right? So I think the brokers, yeah. Every benefit advisor, whatever flag you have over your, your tent should has to be using the hospital data to make a, a, a decision on what is the price for healthcare. You can't be a serious benefit advisor and not know market rates in your area. Give me a break. Right. So I, I feel that for the last two years, hospitals have been scapegoated by the benefit advisors who are taking a cut of the overpayment. I yeah. do believe that because all they say is, oh, they're not compliant. They're not compliant. Well, the file may be not compliant, but it's still rich in data to make an informed decision. So that that excuse doesn't hold. That dog don't hunt no more. Yeah. And so everybody needs to be using this data if they want to be relevant. If you're not using this data, adios. I've had two different Gallagher former employees tell me there's 17 fees. And I, I really ought to have a show on dishing on what are those fees. I know one of them is pharmacy kickbacks. They get a dollar per prescription for every so – the, so the broker's interested in the volume. They don't disclose that. They don't disclose that they're mostly captive with insurance companies. They're going to Hawaii every year with the I same know. company 
they don't work independent. They're not, you know, they, they claim they're with Higginbotham, but they work basically for Blue Cross. It's, of Texas. it's the problem is not the hospital files. The problem is the intermediaries not using the data to educate the consumers and steer to low cost because they're taking a cut of the overpayment. Yeah, they're not interested in low cost. They're interested in no. maintaining the same or more costs. So Billy's about leveling the playing field and calling them out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, Lynn. Well, how do we want to wrap this up? Is there something I should have asked you we didn't talk about? Um, just, you know, people can buy Billy at um, – Go to our mobile-friendly website at www.trybilly.app. Uh, we need you to, to do it to keep us independent and and you know help us keep fight keep fighting the good fight. We need money to do it, and we need subscriptions to keep that going. Yeah, very good. Well, keep up the good fight yourself. Don't get your chin down when things you have a bad day because there's many good days ahead for you. I hope. And Thank you, Ron. Yes. Thank you, Leon. And how do people reach out to you if they want to talk to you directly? Um, they can ping me on LinkedIn. Good. Right now, my my LinkedIn is like melting down with so many requests, but that is the best way to reach out to me, Good. and I'll, I'll respond. And um, we can have a different we have a conversation from there. All right. If you can buy a banner over America with one message, you've done this once before. What do you say the second time? It's the same answer I gave you two years ago: economic freedom. Okay, I love it. All right, <laughs> thank you, Liam. We'll talk to you again in two more years. Uh, I welcome it. Thank you, Ron. Thank you for listening. You want to shake things up? There's two things you can do for us. One, go to primarycarecures.com for show notes and links to our guests. And number two, help us spotlight what's working in primary care by listening on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribing and leave us a review. It helps our megaphone more than you know. Until next episode. <laughs>